Up next, NFL Week 18 is here. Final week of the regular season. Colin joins me to preview the five meaningful games of the week. There really only feels like five meaningful games considering all the guys sitting this week. We go through the odds on those five games, give our picks and our thoughts, and then we talk a little bit about the NBA, some surprises, disappointments, and we do a Ja Morant, Zion Williamson analysis, the two top NBA draft picks from the 2019 NBA draft. Uh, once again, we are putting the video on our YouTube channel, Your Best Bet on YouTube. Uh, if anyone is a visual person and likes to watch these, that's great. Otherwise, the podcast will be continuing as normal as well. So, here we go. Welcome to Your Best Bets. NFL Week 18, last regular season week. Uh, Never had uh, a Week 18 before. Uh, it feels like this extra week has provided uh, just a, a bit more intrigue to to what would normally be a 17-week season. Uh, as we go into the last week, there's only a few meaningful games on the schedule between COVID issues and guys sitting for rest for the playoffs. Some of these games are impossible to predict, um, but we're going to give it our best shot. Colin Quinlan is here. Welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Um, I'm excited to see what this week 18 of the NFL brings us, you know, first one ever. So hopefully we get to see some good games this weekend, even though not all of them are, you know, meaningful. But I think we'll get get a few good games in and uh, hopefully it's a good weekend for football. Yeah, the uh, the, the last couple of weeks have have provided some clarity, but the the I feel like the AFC is just it's a bit of a crapshoot right now. I think Tennessee is probably the most disrespected number one seed that I've ever seen. I, I, I would imagine almost anyone they might be playing in, in their first game. Um, and, and this is, by the way, assuming they beat the Texans and, and secure the secure the one seed. Um, but I, I feel like whoever they play in their first game, they might they might actually be a, a, a underdog. Um, what do you think of that team? Did they have legs to really make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean that team with Derrick Henry is obviously scary. Um, we haven't seen that team in a long time, so who knows what that team will look like when Derrick Henry actually comes back? Hopefully, they will be that team that we saw. But really, there's no way you know, to really tell. So if they're that team that we've been seeing with Derrick Henry, they're obviously going to be a very good team and one that's pretty tough to beat once Derrick Henry gets going. And they got Julio this year too. Uh, They'll be a tough team to beat for sure. But especially this year in the NFL with all the parity, who knows what's going to happen. There's, there's been a lot of just inconsistent play, just really unexpected outcomes in games. So I don't know. I think it'll be tough to say right now. I do think Vrabel's deserving a coach of the year to get this team to where they are without Henry, a large part of the season without AJ Brown. 
this is a team that's lost to the Texans. This is a team that's lost to the Jets. Uh, so imagine where they would be with, without those two losses. On the other side, the Packers have already wrapped everything up. <clears throat> they really appear to be the team to beat right now in the NFC. The Bucks are reeling a little bit with all the Antonio Brown drama. Uh, Dallas is is backing up a little bit. The Rams are still a bit of a question mark. Uh, and, and it's really – I know we said it last year as well. It's tough to see anyone going into Green Bay and winning the game uh, in, you know, with their home field advantage. Yeah, the NFC I think is pretty wide open right now. I, I do like the Packers. I think they are definitely the toughest team to beat in that division. But I think there's probably a solid one through four or five teams that could come out of the NFC and uh, give one of the AFC teams a good runner for their money in the Super Bowl. Let's 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 get into the games. the The first game we're going to talk about is the Colts at the Jaguars. The Colts are a fifteen and a half point. <laughs> favorite on the road at the hapless Jaguars. Uh, Colin, you're a Colts fan. Talk to, talk to me a little bit about this team. They're incredibly maddening. I feel like they're one of the f- six or seven best teams in the whole NFL, but they do this thing where they they lose a game they should win. I, I never saw them losing last week to the Raiders, and I man, Carson Wentz, He's, he's going to be the downfall of this team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, I for sure think so. I mean, so far, I've honestly liked what he's done this year. I think he's kept the Colts in positions to win the games. He hasn't necessarily made any terrible plays that hurt them super bad. But, I mean, he, he obviously has that in him to make a super boneheaded play. I We've seen a few. I think – I don't remember what game he was, but he had tried to shovel it on, like, the five-yard line and – I, I don't know what he was doing. So he, he's got that in him every now and then. So I think if he just game manages like he kind of needs to, then I think this team's fine. Just give JT the ball and let him run. That's been game plan all year, and it's worked for us. And uh, let that defense play. Last week, I don't really know what happened. Raiders made a, a good amount of mistakes that we should have capitalized on, but we didn't. So I think not capitalizing on a few turnovers and missed opportunities really hurt us there. And uh, Hunter Renfro, that that dude just torched us. So I uh, I don't know, but they're they're they they are inconsistent. But I do think they are one of the top teams in the NFL when they play as uh, up to their capability. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you about Carson. I feel like it's a few boneheaded plays per game. Um, I, there's like about one or two left-handed throws a game that um, I see that it just it, it screams Jay Cutler to me. It screams Jay Cutler where he'll do a lot of brilliant things and then he'll make a couple bonehead plays that are backbreakers. Um, uh, well, I want to talk about the Raiders later because obviously they play in, in one of the most meaningful games of the week, and um, but. The Colts in this game, uh, trivia question, Colin, when's the last time they won at Jacksonville? Do you know off the top of your head? I believe it was 2014, correct? Yes, good job. Nice. Did your research. They haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Now, I don't see any way they lose this game, but I also I, I am going to be taking the Jaguars to cover the 15-and-a-half at home, mm. d- despite – you just got to do it. It's gross. It's, home dog it doesn't doesn't yeah it doesn't feel good but that's a lot of points and yeah the Jaguars just 
they just got their ass kicked by the Pats last week. Trevor Lawrence looks t- to be broken at this point, and they might be worse without um, Urban Meyer at this point. But it's just I, you just got to do it, and I, you'll probably go the other way, and that's understandable. Uh, Colts win the game. Jags worse cover though. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you. I have I have the Colts covering, but um, yeah, I, it's obviously a game the Colts have to win, so they're gonna win. But it, it is a lot of points. I'll give that to you. But I I really just don't see the Jags scoring more than 14 points this game. So I, I don't. I think the Colts are gonna put up their points, and I don't know if the Jags are gonna put up more than 14. So I'm gonna take the Colts to cover as well. Sunday afternoon, 425, the 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by four and a half in this game, over under at 44 and a half. The Niners will again be starting Trey Lance in this game. Uh, They beat the Texans last week in a pretty low-scoring, ugly game. Um, Lance looked pretty shaky in the first half. He made a couple plays in the second half. of course, the Niners really need this game. They have uh, they win and they're in. Um, you know, the Rams aren't really playing for much here in this game. I guess it's just playoff seeding at this point. But um, I guess this will clinch the division as well. But um, what do you what, what's your take on this game? When I was doing my uh, research, I wasn't sure if Jimmy Jimmy G or Lance was starting yet. So. Now that I know that Lance is starting, I think they're really going to try and uh, control the ball and kind of run the ball, use Elijah Mitchell, and uh, can kind of control the pace of the game to keep the ball in the Rams' hands just because they have, have that dynamic offense that has looked kind of shaky lately. But I, I think they would will definitely rather try to keep it a low-scoring, a slow-paced game just so they can um, have a better opportunity of winning, especially with Trey starting. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Trey's ready for this uh, situation yet, um, no. honestly. He just doesn't look NFL ready yet. He's just extremely inaccurate with the ball. Uh, he's obviously got tremendous athletic ability, but we know in the NFL that only can, that's only half the battle. Uh, I love the Rams in this spot. I, I think uh, uh, their defense has been at least – playing better the last few weeks. I, I know they had a, a bit of a scare last week at Baltimore, but um, I, I just I just think this is a tough spot for the 49ers with, with, with Lance playing quarterback. So I'm going to take the Rams, lay the four and a half, and uh, I think they win by about you know, 10, 10, 13 points, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I had pretty much the exact same thing. Consequently, if the 49ers lose, the New Orleans Saints are in a position to take the final playoff spot in the NFC. They are playing at the Atlanta Falcons, also at 425 Sunday. The Saints favored by three and a half in that game. Over under at 39 and a half. That is probably the lowest number I've seen this season. Um, uh, this, this is a tough one to read because the Saints have been objectively terrible. Uh, really most of the season, it's kind of hard to understand how they're in this position. They have a a really good defense offensively. They're, they're not, they're not very scary at this point. Taysom Hill is a, I I don't know what he is. I don't, I don't really get the Sean Payton fascination with him. Um, 
What do you think here? Falcons as a home dog in a spot where the Saints got to win. This was one of the hardest games I had to read um, as well. I, I just don't know what to expect out of the Saints offense. I think we know what we're going to get out of Falcons offense. So I think it really just comes down to how Taysom Hill and the Saints offense is going to perform. Um, I think I saw Kyle Pitts is not playing. I don't know if that's correct, but if he's not playing, I I really don't like the Falcons' chances of uh, getting points on the board just because they really don't have anybody outside of Cordell Patterson. Right. Oh, he, he's not even on the team, is he? Patterson, he'll be playing, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, outside of him, I don't think they really have any offensive firepower to even use against a, a really good Saints defense. So, Mike I Davis? <laughs> good old Mike Davis, yeah. <laughs> forgot about him. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think the Saints are going to – or the Falcons are going to have enough offensive power, firepower to win the game. So I, I like the Saints here just because of the – they're strong defense, and I think they'll be able to do enough on offense to get it done. I saw some metrics that have Taysom Hill rated as one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, I, obviously, the Falcons have a home field advantage in this game. They have a better quarterback. The weapons obviously favor the Saints just because of Kamara. I don't really know if there's any weapon on either side <laughs> besides Kamara and Patterson you want in this game since Pitts is out. Um, I'm just going to side with the three and a half with the Falcons. Uh, that's that key number. This could be a field goal game. Uh, Saints may win, but I think it's going to be literally a three-point game, so I'll take the Falcons to cover in that one. Did I skip a game? What did I skip? Ravens Steelers. Oh, Ravens Steelers. Oops. <laughs> How could I miss that one? Man, there's some ugly games. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. one o'clock games uh, Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens favored by four, over under at 41.5. And this one, uh, both of these teams are still mathematically alive. Uh, they need a lot to happen, obviously, with the Colts. Um, they need both need the Colts to lose first and foremost. Um, I don't know if we expect Lamar in this game. I haven't seen the final word on that. Have you? He didn't practice today, so I'm guessing he's probably not going to go. Which I think at this point you'd rather see a healthy Tyler Huntley playing anyways yeah. who have, who's really equipped himself pretty well the last few weeks. Um, the Steelers, this could be Ben Roethlisberger's swan song. I'm so happy to see it. It's been oh, really, yeah. Get him really out of here. How many, complete, how many completions did he have the other night for like 120 yards? I mean, oh. I, I, I've never <laughs> seen numbers like that, um, but it's definitely time for him. Uh, but the Steelers do have very good defense. Um, getting four points on the road, what you like here? Um, this was also one of the harder games for me to read just because I don't know what to expect out of really the Ravens just because they have – nobody all their teams either hurt or out with covid so i don't really know what to expect out of the ravens and i i know what i'm getting out of big ben and that offense and i don't like that at all so i think i think i like the steelers here i think they're going to play decently hard for big ben as much as i hate to say it and maybe it's one of his final games so i 
I think I like the Steelers to win outright here just because I don't know what to expect out of the Ravens in that offense. I love that play. I, I think if you're going to take the Steelers plus four, it's a good position to take the money line at plus 160. I, I'm I'm more, I'm more bored with you here on that one as well. Uh, I think I like the Steelers. Uh, I think they're going to be you know, emotionally invested in, in helping Ben win his final game, what appears to be his final game. And I always like Mike Tomlin as an underdog uh, in this position anyways. So I'll take the Steelers as well here, plus four. Final game. Uh, of the regular season, Sunday nights uh, in Las Vegas. Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, Chargers favored by three here on the road, over under at 49 and a half. Um, you know, I, I, we, we kind of talked a little bit earlier about the Raiders. I don't think really anyone expected them to win that game last week at, at Indianapolis. And, um, and here they are, the final week of the season, and what's been really just a roller coaster and disaster in some ways this season and you got to give them credit for being um uh, you know just to keep battling as long as they have with the head coaching change with the henry rugg situation i mean they've been through a hell of a lot and here they are yeah i mean you gotta gotta respect what they've done so far they've they've had a really 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 rough season along with all the covid stuff and injuries They've just had they've had it rough for sure. So you got to respect what they're doing to even put themselves in a position to make the playoffs. So I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do honestly because I I didn't expect them to win that game in Indy last last week either. So I I think they're going to put up a good fight in this game. Not sure if they can win it, but I think they've put themselves in a good position, given themselves some confidence to make some plays and make it a close game for sure. The uh, the Raiders' offense with Derek Carr, they they just find a way to make plays. Um, and I know I just don't know what to make of of Carr. I I, I if I've ever bet against I don't him, trust him. If I've ever bet against him, kind of worried about him. And then if I bet on him, then I'm kind of worried about him as well. Um, is is Waller supposed to be back? I, I heard there was a chance. I heard him and Jacobs were both questionable. So the, the them two both hinge on uh, kind of them having a good game. So, yeah, I, I, I think, sure. I think there's just too many unknowns with the Raiders uh, for me to take them here. I would probably lean toward the chargers minus three. That's not a team I trust either. It's the chargers. Uh, for years, it's been the classic thing where, like, man, these guys are so talented. Uh, they're starting to get something together, and then they just lay a complete egg. And, um, you know, they did it a few weeks ago. I forget who they were playing, but um, I think you just got to – I think you just got to side with the more talented team. Um, I think the better coach team as well with Staley, even though he's made, obviously, some questionable decisions this season. So I think I'll ride the Chargers minus three here. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't trust really either of these teams, but I do think the Chargers have a little bit more talent, and for some reason I trust Justin Herbert a little bit more than Derek Carr. So I'm going to agree with you and take the Chargers here as well. The uh, the, the, the slate on Sunday, as we said, is really uneven with uh, trying to figure out who's who's 
playing, who's not, um, who's resting, guys, who's not. Um, with that said, Colin, I got I got a couple bonus plays. Uh, my my underdog money line parlay. I'm taking the Dolphins money line at plus two ten to beat the Patriots outright. Um, yeah, they're uh, six point underdogs at home to the Patriots. Patriots traditionally struggle when they go to Miami. Um, they're not going to have a ton to play for. So I'll take the Dolphins there to win, and I'm going to uh, put it with uh, uh, the money line of, of my Atlanta Falcons at plus 160. That uh, parlay, um, those two teams combined would be plus 706. So I'm going to play that as a bonus play um, and uh, see how that plays out. But I, I, I think the the main – there's there's really three or four games that really even affect the playoff picture. So it's uh, it's I think everyone's going to have a pretty narrow focus watching on Sunday. Um, anything else you're looking out for? Um, not so much the outcome of a game, but I'm looking for TJ Watt to get that sack record. Uh, I think I think he can get it. What's he need? I think one and a half. Right? It's one and a half. Yeah. 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 I, I think he should be able to get that. So I, I'm looking for him to do that on Sunday. And um, do you think there should be an asterisk, asterisk on that? Even though he's done in 15, but he he needed 18 to do it. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I personally don't think so. I know injuries are a part of the game, but he only played 15 games technically. Sure. He right. did need the extra week to – to technically get it, but yeah, I I don't think there should be because he only he only took fifteen games. So I think if he gets it, I think he should get it out right and no kind of asterisks on that. Yeah, I mean I'm with you. There's there's uh, you know the history of all these sports with records. You know things change. Uh, like the Lakers title uh, in the bubble is that is there going to be an asterisk with that? You know, probably no. There's not going to be. We people that watched it will know that it was different. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think there's a good chance he gets it. I know Cooper Cup. He's he's got uh, more of a long shot chance at the uh, receptions record. Um, and you know, we'll see if he gets fed the ball a lot, which I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure he will because I expect them to be playing um, playing the whole game. Um, well, Colin, last time you were on, we. You know, of course, talked about uh, NBA uh, NBA season. Uh, you know, we're we're not quite midway, uh, but we're we're far enough into the season to kind of have some some early takeaways from what we've seen so far. Um, it, it's pretty interesting to watch the the Warriors right now. Um, they're much better than I know you or I thought they would be. We talked about how they could potentially struggle this season. Um, but Curry has played in an MVP level. Um, they've gotten a ton out of guys like your boy, Jordan pool. Um, and <laughs> all these role players have just stepped up uh, guys like Otto Porter. Draymond has shown that he's still really effective as a setup guy. Um, you know, potential defensive player of the year. Um, they're getting clay back. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but they're really deep. They got guys like Kaminga and Wiseman's been injured, and they all of a sudden they have tons of talent. And here they are fighting for the one seed. Has has that surprised you at all? 
I mean, I know we had the, t- the uh, talk about them having the possibility of being this good, but we also said they could struggle a little bit. So I am kind of surprised that they're playing this well. I did think that they could do it. I didn't necessarily think they would, but I think just all the support they've had from the role players has made a massive difference. I don't think we've seen a team this deep in a while, and it's really shown that it makes a a pretty big difference when you have role players that can step in and play just as well as the starters. Um, Yeah, like you said, they have all those guys plus – well, Where they, they find like, Gary Payton? Gary like, Payton and that dude, that dude's balling too. They've yeah, they just seem to find these guys that they can plug in. They'll just play and and score and keep keep the train moving. So I've been really impressed with them. Um, I think they have a really good shot of making a deep run in the playoffs, especially if Clay comes back and even half of what he was and Wiseman comes back plays what he was doing. So I think I think they're set up pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean they even um, they even reformed Andrew Wiggins into yeah. What's up with that? I mean that's just I think it speaks to the culture of of the team and you know what Kerr's done the last six seven years there. Uh, yeah, Curry is is the you know the, the the live favorite for MVP right now. I think it's it's well deserved and um, I, I, yeah, I, I it's it's pretty unbelievable. I, I was I was listening to a discussion on a different podcast about uh, Curry and versus LeBron's legacy at this point, and could Curry have a second act sort of uh, to his career similar to what Tom Brady had? Because Curry has, you know, potentially his game could age well as he gets into his mid to late thirties. Um, of course, he's going to lose athleticism, but. Watching him is just like it's 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 like art, and Crazy, you can't yeah. you can't believe what you're seeing and the, how he's made these impossibly difficult shots look, you know, normal. It's it's mm-hmm. it's really incredible, and I think we've taken it for granted in a way. But um, any other surprises that you've you've seen on either side, Western Conference, Eastern Conference? Um, I've been pretty not necessarily surprised but kind of the same token as the Warriors I've been kind of surprised to see how the Bulls have performed so well I know we talked about how we they could be a very solid team I didn't think don't really think either of us expected them to play as well as they have um I've liked really liked what I've seen from DeRozan he's kind of gone back to his uh Toronto days he's looking like the old DeRozan back in Toronto so I've really liked what I've seen from them. Didn't really think it would turn out this well, but they're all really gelling together and playing really well, which is nice to see. Yeah, I I was wondering how the the, the combination of uh, DeRozan with Levine with Lonzo would work with you know just one basketball, but those guys seem to, to play off each other pretty well. DeRozan is you know pretty good without the ball, good cutter. And uh, pretty remarkable what he what he did last week with the, the, the two two game winners back to back. Yeah, I mean it was pretty incredible. I mean it's it's pretty shocking that that's the first time that that's been done uh, in back to back days like that. But yeah, I agree with you. The Bulls look tough. Um, you know, I think they're definitely a contender in, in the Eastern Conference for sure. Um, I gotta say, I've been surprised by the step the Grizzlies have taken this year. 
Um, you know, they've been collecting all this young talent for the last couple of years, of course, led by John Moran. But, um, you know, guys like Desmond Bain, who they've, you know, who's become a really, really solid player. Um, you know, Jaron Jackson is a bit up and down. Um, but uh, Stephen Adams having just that veteran presence in there, the inside defensive presence has really helped that team. But they're deep. Um, ja is playing at you know, an MVP level as well. He's probably not going to win it, but he's 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 now a top 12 guy in the league for sure. And uh, mm-hmm. the team's uh, – they, if the playoffs started today, they'd be the fourth seed, and uh, I, I didn't necessarily expect that. Yeah, I've, I've liked what I've seen from that team. They're super young, and it's kind of nice to see Ja kind of taking that team to the next level, being the leader there. Um, I've kind of liked seeing him work on it. It seems like he's worked on his three a little bit. I think he's shooting, I think I saw it was around 40% this year, which is kind of what everyone said he wasn't going to really improve on was his three percentage. So I'd like to see, like to see him continue to shoot well from three and take those shots just because he's proven that he can do it. I want to save uh, a little bit more on Ja for our last piece. Um, but uh, disappointing teams uh, for me, I, it's not necessarily surprising. It's just, I'm just disappointed. It's, it's obviously the Lakers. Um, I don't think you, uh, myself and Johnny, when we did the previous show, I don't think any of us liked the Russell Westbrook trade. Um, I don't think we liked the, the fit there. I, I was, I know in the off season, I was hoping they were going to make a push for a guy like Buddy Heald. Um, and it turns out the guys that they had, the Alex Caruso's, the Kuzma's, the KCP's, the heralds like that team was good like and mm-hmm. last year they they struggled because they had a bunch of injuries that team was favored to beat the suns in the first round and then they were up two to one and then davis got hurt um and then and then they just blew the thing up and i i, I don't get it and now they got they're stuck with westbrook and that terrible contract uh the pieces don't fit they don't have enough uh they just don't have enough shooters on that team and they got and they're old. They got, you know, they got too many old big dudes that just aren't impactful. And I don't know how they play defense against some of these teams that are good, like the Suns and the Warriors. Yeah, it it hasn't looked good. I I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Um, Anthony Davis really hasn't. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Like he's what he's doing either. He, he just hasn't looked like the Anthony Davis that we know. He's he's taken too many threes and just not really playing defense. Like he could easily be one of the most dominant big guys in the game, but he's he's trying to play outside. I'm not really sure what's going on there. He's that that's that's part of the issue. Obviously, spacing, not having shooters, that's another issue in its own right. But they, their players just haven't really played up to their capabilities. I mean. I think we saw the other night we had Westbrook had his first zero turnover game in like six years or something. So, I mean, when that, when that's the case, you, you have your point guard committing turnovers every night. You just have old guys that can't really play, play defense very well. Um, it's just not a recipe for a winning team. So oh. I'm not sure what the plan is over there, but something's got to get fixed. I, I That's the thing is I don't, I don't see a way out this season. I mean, they could, you know, there's always these minimum guys that they find like veterans, but I mean, God, I mean, they, they, they're, 
they picked up Avery Bradley and he he retired and he's starting now. Uh, I mean, the Malik Monk thing is is kind of neat. I mean, he's you know kind of made a nice comeback there, but now he's he's being counted on to to score fifteen <laughs> to twenty points a game, and that's a problem. But he's not a guy that is, is a solid wing defender. He is he going to be guarding Devin Booker uh, in the playoffs? No, I hope not. <laughs> no. So um, the Davis thing is really interesting. He's put on probably 20 pounds of muscle um, and he just doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same player um, that even when we saw saw in the bubble um, a year and a half ago. And I, I don't know, I don't know what's going to become of him because I, I, I agree with you relying too much, um, too many jumpers. Um, you know, his, he was a potential defensive player of the year a couple different times and he just, he, he doesn't seem to be the same player. And I wonder if it's um, that his body is too, I mean, he's, just too heavy, playing too heavy. I don't know. Um, anything else bef- uh, on either side before we talk about the, uh, the Jaws Zion thing? Um, I've been kind of disappointed when I've seen from the Hawks. I thought they were going to be going to be a pretty solid team, going to be a big team in the East, but they just really haven't been that team we saw in the playoffs last year that gave the 76ers a, mm-hmm. a good series. So I don't, I'm not really sure what the issue is over there. I know their defense isn't what it was last year, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just not liking what I'm seeing from them so far. I thought they would be definitely one of the top teams in the East at this point. Yeah. I, and you wonder if that was just them getting hot at the right time for, for a couple of weeks, a lightning in the bottle situation, maybe similar to like the, the 2020 heat who got hot in the bubble. Um, but yeah, the uh, and different expectations coming in this season as well. Though you know, playing under expectations is a lot different than having um, you know zero expectations going into the, the playoffs last year. Um, I, I want to end on 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 Ja and Zion. I know you've been a Ja guy since he was at Murray State, so I know I know your corner here. But uh, you know, I'm getting I'm getting some feelings of. 2007 draft and I, I uh, I'll age myself and you're obviously quite a bit younger than me, but that was obviously the one of the last drafts where there was a, a, a bit of a debate for the one, two, uh, the top two in the draft, the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant draft. And uh, obviously Oden went one and Durant went two and, and we know what's happened. Durant's uh, you know, probably a top 10 all time player, uh, maybe the most devastating offensive talent, we've ever seen at least this in this generation um and greg odin was just mired with injuries and you know became one of the biggest busts in uh you know last 20 years of the nba draft i'm not saying zion's going there but i'm i'm not feeling great from what i've been seeing um hasn't played this season obviously we it came out what a week or two before the regular season was going to start that he had surgery on his foot um Mm -hmm. we see him sitting on the sidelines and he's a tank um, and, and now I, you know, I think it was just yesterday or two days ago, it came out that he's, he's doing rehab offsite, um, not, not at the, uh, Pelicans facility. I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not saying this is Greg Odin 2.0, but I'm also not getting great feeling from this situation. Are you? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, he's really going down that path and I, I hate to see it because I really think he could be an amazing player if he would just really take care of his body like it it doesn't seem like he really 
wants to and puts like put the effort in. He seems like he's okay with where he's at. And I don't know if he really realizes that he just lost some weight and put on some muscle that he could be a generational type player. Um, so I really hope he turns it around eventually because it's going to be that point where it's going to be too late in a little bit. So I, I really hope he turns it around here soon. Cause I really think the, the whole comparing him to Greg, Greg Oden thing that I, I don't think that's something that any of us want to see. Cause he's really a generational talent. If he just really could pull the stuff together. So he came in the league probably a bit heavy, but still not terrible not terrible uh it, but just still explosive we've never seen anything quite like him. six seven what probably 280 at the time and yeah. i just read i just read that it's reported he's at 330 now um obviously obviously you can't play at that weight and and carrying that much weight is gonna it's gonna cause injuries to your lower body especially in basketball especially in basketball. And, and it's unfortunate because when he has been on the court, like he, he, he played over 60 games last season. Uh, you know, he averaged over 25 points a game and just really electric to watch, but he missed a ton of games his rookie year. He hasn't played this so far this year. So I think he's played only about 80 games total over the course of two and a half, not quite two and a half years now. And then you compare it to John Morant, who, you know, we, we talked about earlier is really taking his game to another level. He's, he's borderline top 10 guy. He's probably going to be a first or second all NBA guy this season. Uh, he's leading a really young team. And I, he reminds me of a uh, kind of a young Derek Rose, to be honest with you, um, which is good and bad. The reckless nature that Rose played with finally caught up with him. Um, you know, some of, some of these drives, reckless, drives to the basket and Jaws fearless, uh, you know, I'm just worried at some point something's going to happen, but, you know, watching him is pretty incredible because he's, he's so slender, but his body control around the basket, around these big guys is, is about as good as I've seen since Kyrie. Um, uh, but yeah, so credits you, you had the vision on Jaw for a while <laughs> and uh, uh, he's, he's better. He's much better than I thought he would be coming into the league. Yeah, he's he's honestly better than I thought he was going to be too. He's he's really shown that he can kind of form his game around the league and kind of do what he wants to do on the basketball court. He he's kind of adapted his game to the NBA. Like I kind of you know in college he wasn't he wasn't known as really a shooter. He was more of the driver, explosive type point guard. But he's shown that he has the capability of shooting the three, which does. Um, kind of make me happy hopefully he can stop you know those dangerous landings every time i see that i cringe because i'm just i'm waiting for that time that that one time that it just happens and yeah that's that's kind of my biggest fear with him is he's a very explosive player that seems to play somewhat recklessly at times so i hope he kind of gets that under control because i'd really hate to see a Derek Rose situation with him because i think he yeah. could be a, a a top 10 player for for years to come for sure yeah, for sure. And and I, I think he's I think as long as Memphis continues that organization's surrounded with the right talent, that's that's uh he, he's a future MVP winner in the league. And uh yeah, I'm excited to see where he goes. Last thing, uh Jokic is better than last year. Um uh he's 
unbelievable. Um, I had this discussion with our friend Cullen uh, that he hates Jokic, and I said he's he might be my favorite player in the league right now because he's awesome at basketball. He's all the metrics rate out that he's arguably having a better year this year without Jamal Murray, without um, you know Porter there as well this season. He's surrounded by just a lot of a lot of dudes that you know you don't love really, and uh, I, th- that's all. I just I just want to say Jokic is actually better than his MVP season was last year. Yeah, I I actually have him number one in MVP voting right now. He's having a crazy year, crazy. I think I saw a metric that said he the Nuggets are like tw- scoring like twenty four more points per hundred possessions when he's on the floor. Like that's that's crazy. He's he's unbelievable, and he just doesn't look like he'd be a good basketball player, which is awesome. That's so, my favorite part. That's my favorite so, part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's honestly becoming one of my favorite players just because he he just doesn't look like he belongs out there, and he's amazing. So yeah. I really like the dude. Kind of hope he keeps it up so he can can get another MVP. And and he went after the Morris brothers, which I yeah. loved as well because those guys have had it coming for that, uh, you know, to them yeah. for years. Um, for sure. I, you know, I appreciate the validation on that, so I'll make sure that he knows that we're uh, we're we're signing together Good. on that one. Um, Colin, thanks for joining, uh, talking about uh, Week 18 NFL and uh, talking some NBA as always, and uh, look forward to having you back soon. Yeah, for sure, it was a good time. I think this was the first time we talked. NFL and NBA in the same pod. So uh, yeah. it was hybrid. a good time for sure. It's a good hybrid pod. Uh, we'll have golf back next week. Second uh, leg of the Hawaii swing and of course, playoff football next week. So we'll be back with your best bets. Thanks for listening. Once again. Bye.